Good evening, good evening, good evening to you. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday. And uh, we had the good reports came in from all the services. We did, of course, 50 people max or 40 or whatever they allow. And, uh, and then also the broadcast was phenomenal. Thank you for everybody. This is quite interesting that if I don't post fast enough, people say, where is the word? And uh, But we thank you tonight that we can be in your home the last Sunday night, the second last day of August 2020. We move into September 90, uh, 2020. Hallelujah. And uh, we're glad for what God's going to do. So turn to your neighbor and say, my identity, my purpose and time is the most valuable things that I need to work on. Now this morning we start and we finish with, uh, I have the mind of Jesus. That's phenomenal. That's a very safe place to be in your thought life, to think as God thinks. Wow. Because this morning we finish with that word and we said one of the things when you have the mind of Christ, because remember, the whole of August was, let thy will be done. And Lord, here I am. And remember all the messages that we've been preaching. And the one thing that when I have the mind of Christ, how do you know somebody think like Jesus, have a renewed mind, know the purpose of life, and know the will of God for their lives is they want to do God's will and not their own. That is very powerful because that's why there's a whole detox going on and a realignment and a, the alignment can only happen through the word of God. And that's why Jesus said a powerful thing in John 6, 38, the NCV translation, I came to do what God wants me to do, not what I want to do. Oh, <laughs> that's a very <laughs> bitter pill to swallow. Because do you hear what Jesus is saying? And he said another thing. And then we're going to jump. He said there in John 14, 31, he says, I want the world to know that I love the Father. Now, there's a secret here. Jesus said, if you love me, you will do what I tell you to do. That's how love can be described. I was thinking this afternoon, years, years ago, somebody came and said they're going to get married and uh, good people. And then a week and a half before the wedding, I found out that the man murdered somebody, drive with the, the body in his <laughs> boot in the trunk and then went to the police station and told them a, a nonsense story and they never he never was prosecuted for that and I said to her you cannot marry this man he murdered somebody and he's laughing about it and this person said no well then we just go forth with the wedding and we'll have a nice party and I said then you need to get somebody else to marry you I'm not gonna do it and the reason for that is because you cannot operate without the mind of Christ. 
There was a thing that we preached years ago. Do you, know, do you take your decisions with Jesus, with God, or do you make your own decisions? Now, this is very dangerous when I do my own decisions because that's why so many people are in trouble right now. They say they're Christian. They say they're led by the Spirit. They say they heard of God. And they never move forward because the whole idea of Jesus that came is that you will grow to a maturity. That you will no longer, Ephesians chapter 4, toss to and through of every teaching and doctrine and whatever. Some of that doctrines is doctrines of devils. And Paul said that. <laughs> and he was not talking to the heathen. He was talking to Christians. So we are living in perilous times. And we need to be alert. <laughs> Get out of the slumber. Get out of the lullabies. <laughs> and say, I am alert. I'm going to think as God thinks. It's crucial for South Africa right now. And that's my prayer every day. That South Africa will move in the right direction. It's destined to ignite the fire of God all over the world. And we're part of it. We cannot afford now distractions and own ambitions and nonsense to keep us busy. Who greet me? Who smile at me? Who's angry with me? Who gave me? There, there, there's no time. There's, there's really no time. We need to move on God's schedule. And that's why when Jesus said, Abba, Father, he says oh, uh, in Mark chapter 14, 36, he says, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine. That's one of the things that we need. It's a daily decision we said this morning. Because why? Jesus, who was equal to God, came and took the body of a man on, dwelled among us and become a servant. And that's what Philippians 2, 8 and 9 says, Jesus humbled himself and was fully obedient to God. How much obedient he was to God? Say, fully. I need to be fully obedient to God. Because that's the one I serve. It's amazing how obedient we can be to our emotions, to our eating habits, to our hobbies, to what we like. And then we don't care about spending time or what or distance. But when it comes to God, it's amazing how people say it's too far. <laughs> no, it's too close by. <laughs> no, 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 it's too loud. No, it's too soft. It's too cold. It's too hot. We, we always have that kind of thing. And what we don't know, it's a trap of the enemy to keep you occupied and not coming to what Jesus instruct us. That great ministry you have, the ministry of reconciliation. It's the only ministry that makes angels rejoice. And that's the only ministry that calls you a wise man. He who wins souls is wise. He who doesn't win souls is Stupid, a fool, <laughs> the opposite of that. Wow, Gustav, that's, yeah, that's why Jesus, you can never say you save, serve God and go to heaven and don't take other people with you and don't want people to experience what you have. That's why the Holy Spirit has been given. Hallelujah. 
Not only that we can have goosebumps and fall over and have a good time and work on emotions, but it will lead me always in all the truth. And I need to be led by the Spirit. Now, now if you have these thoughts in your mind and arm your thoughts, now, now the reason, and that's why I need to make a choice, I'm going to think like Jesus. Why do I need to think like Jesus? You say, well, I'm not Jesus. My name is not Jesus. Oh, my word, I understand that. But you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. Father, make them us one (laughs) as we are one. (laughs) Because that's the desire, the cooperation. We co-laborers with God. You cannot work at a company or for somebody and you don't have the heart of that company. That's why so many people mess up. They're only there for a paycheck. They're only there for the benefits. And they're only there for whatever. But when you have the heart of something, you will do everything to your power to make it happen. Say, make it happen. And that's the difference between people who have the mind of Christ and people who are, you know, just locomotion all the time. Now, what is the thing? Why do I need to choose? I make the choice, and that's what we did this morning, to think like Jesus. What's the the benefits? What's the plus points and the minus points? Because the plus points is in Romans chapter 12, 2. Do not be conformed to the world. Wow. It means, but let God transform you. That's what revival always must bring, an awakening, a transformation, a change. Doesn't help the power of God touch me and I don't change. Doesn't help I hear the word of God and I don't change. I just carry on and carry on and carry on. I am going to end up somewhere in trouble. That's when I live with plans and not with purpose. And we said this morning, if you don't understand God's purpose, you will change and chop and chop and change everything, jobs, churches, uh, relationships, trading the old wife for a younger one or the old husband. And uh, you will make foolish, you'll... You'll start ministries and start stuff. I was thinking this whole afternoon of young men that came through the services and ministries and through the revival, and I tried to help them and other people, but the prophet said that was their word. Now, you are never allowed to be led by prophecy. Prophecy must be a confirmation what you have in your heart. Otherwise, you're going to be led by something that's not God. Now, that's another topic, but let's get in the thing. Now he says, into a new person by changing the way you think. Changing. The, the, the King James and the Amplified says, be transformed so that you may know what is the good, the acceptable, and perfect. That's all what God has for you in store. The good, acceptable, and perfect will. How? By renewing your mind according to the Word of God. Say the Word of God. <laughs> not somebody's idea, somebody's book. If, the, if that's not based or somebody's preaching, that's why I say, make sure what I say is in the Bible. 
If it's not in the Bible, there's something behind that. Remember the three spirits out of the book of Revelation that we mentioned this morning that Pastor Bailey shared with me that was release of Cain and 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 and, and which what, what was the other one? Cain and uh, Balak and Korah. That's the three things that you need to be very cautious, self-centered. It's all about me. <laughs> Come on. It's who did me wrong and I'll take revenge. And the next one was about uh, rebellion and stubbornness and also deception. That's the way the enemy, that's the strategy of the, in the end, the times we're living in now. Now, why, what, why must I think like Jesus, the why in life? Because everybody asks, did you tell somebody and they say, why? Did you tell your children when they were little to do something? They say, why? <laughs> now, this is the why, the, the what you need to understand in life. If you don't understand, one time a couple that did worship and they want to leave the ministry and do something, and I knew it was not God, and I sat with them and I spent time, an hour and so, and I wrote down the why and the what and the when, and the where, and the how. And when we were busy, they say, I know it all. I've already worked it out. I know it. And then I realized, I said, sure. I know I'm not going to, you close yourself up for any wise uh, advice or wisdom that can come out of scripture. Now, guess where they are tonight? Read my lips. Nowhere. Why? They could have been much further if they followed God's instruction. And that's the nature. Animals works with instinct. They, they don't remember a thousand years ago and ten years ago and five years ago. They respond the moment when they're there. They have a thought and they do it. But we as human beings have thoughts Six thousand years ago, with Adam and Eve out of Scripture, and we talk about that. And two thousand years ago, with Jesus, and you mem- remember fifty years ago when you was a child and a te- teenager, or whatever the case may be. And uh, you have certain things because God gave us the most powerful thing: your mind, your thought life, your brain to make choices. And that's why we have said, you make choices, then the choices make you. How many choices did we make that we thought it was God and it was not God? Now you sit in a predicament. Instead of giving it up, repent and turn back and make right. We just love with the mistake and we're miserable. But when we have the mind of Christ that happens through renewing, your mind change the way you think because what you think what did we say he who controls the mind order your footsteps <laughs> he handles your heart handles everything and that's a very dangerous place if you don't have the mind of jesus the mind of christ the bible says we have the mind of christ and we can think like jesus Think like Jesus. That's why God said, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are. Now, it doesn't mean it's unreachable. It needs to change my mind. Think like God. 
then I will be on higher ways, not this shallow ways that the world is operating in. Now, why must I think like Jesus, number one? And I'm going to give you a few things that's going to help you. Actually, three things that's going to help you in the why. But first, why must I think like Jesus? Because my thoughts controls my life. Wow. What you think is what you're going to be. My thoughts control my life. <laughs> Listen what says Proverbs 4.23. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. What is your life shaped by? Your thoughts. What is that's the soul dimension, the intellect, the world, the emotions, the place where I make choices. You are a spirit being, you live in a body, and you possess a soul. And what is the aim of the enemy? It's to hit you in your soul dimension, in your thought life. Come on, somebody. Because my thoughts controls my life. If I don't think like Jesus, oh, you'll be a basket case on the face of the earth. Second thing why I need to think like Jesus is because my mind is the battleground. That's where the battle is going on. <laughs> Have you went to sleep excited and you get up the next morning depressed because of a dream you had? <laughs> or you get up and you feel... Ugh, and. Uh, especially on Mondays, Blue Mondays. I don't have Blue Mondays. Every day is a glory day because that's when we operate by feeling. But listen to this. In Romans chapter 7, Paul says 22, I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned. But there is something else deep within me now, there's certain words that's going to come forth that is at war. Where? In me. With my mind. And then he says, and it wins. The fight. Wow. He says, and makes me a slave to sin. He says, within me. <laughs> now, here are the three words. He says, war, a fight, and you become a slave. A war, a fight, and you become a slave where? In your mind. He says, in my mind, I want to be God's servant. But instead, I find myself enslaved to sin, to ambition, to greed, to prove a point, to take revenge, to hate to walk in unforgiveness. That's what sin is, to miss the point, to miss God's phenomenal plan for your life. He says, I am in a war. That's where the battle is going on. Come on, somebody. But if I have the mind of Christ, I think like Jesus. <laughs> and the third thing is, why do I need to think like Jesus? Because it's the key to my Peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. While the world is in turmoil, 
while the world is fighting, while the world is fearing, while the world is trembling, while the world has all these things going on, I am in a peace that surpass all understanding because I know where I'm going. Oh my word. Because that scripture says in Romans chapter 8, verse 6, now remember in 7 he says, I'm in war. There's a fight. I become a slave. And then he says, if your sinful nature controls your mind, that old nature, that's why somebody cannot just come to the Lord now and carry on with his life. He needs to be discipled in the new life, what it is to be a born again, fresh. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, for now that we are new creature, creatures in Christ, the old things has passed away. That's the word metamorphosis. That's what a butterfly, he's a worm and becomes a cocoon and then develops in a butterfly. Something you have never been before, that's what you become. He said, if your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. <laughs> if there's not peace, there's trouble. If there's not peace, there's depression. If there's not peace, there's anxiety. If there's not peace... I think like the majority, and I don't think like Jesus. <laughs> I think short-sighted, only, oh, I remember my word 50 years ago, when 51, when I, 51 years ago when I gave my heart to the Lord. There's a song we sang. When we all, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it will be. And it was always about now and heaven, and Jesus is coming. I watched the movie Thief in the Night. Nick and myself were teenage <laughs> uh, couple. We got married when we were teenagers. Oh, my Jesus, that night we couldn't sleep. What if Jesus come now? They show you the train will go and with all the passengers and the airplane and it will a calamity. And, uh, and later on I was thinking, I never heard that they said, now that you know the truth, maybe. Now, I don't believe all that. <laughs> now that you know the truth, why don't you live God's dream? That's the danger. And a half a truth is more dangerous than a complete lie. That's why we cannot live just for today. You live for now to impact the world while you're on the face of the earth at the age of 18, 90, 100, 70, what, until you get that age, whatever, and then forever in eternity. Now, this is the thing that I need to know. Now, what is the three daily choices I need to make? To think like Jesus and to manage my mind. Nobody else can manage your mind. The power of influence can dominate, but if there's nobody so dangerous as a made-up mind, think about a couple that's getting a divorce, they go through counseling, they go through everything, and the minister see them, and the minister tell them the benefits, and the attorney tells them the pros and the cons and everything, but he or she had a made-up mind, there's somebody else waiting, and you're not going to convince them <laughs> 
that the manure is more on the other side. That's why the grass is cleaner. Why? A made-up mind. The same with God. If your mind is made up, people paid with their lives. ISIS behead people. Choose between Muhammad and Jesus. They said, we choose Jesus. Boom! <laughs> there the head goes. Because you have a made-up mind. And that's what the Bible is about. Making up your mind. Renew your mind daily. There's three things that I know, need to do Every, every day. Three things. That's what I'm going to share with you. Number one, I must feed my mind with complete truth. Now, the word of God is truth. That's why I said in the beginning of this broadcast, every time when you hear a preacher, you see them on television, you see them on Facebook and Kickbook and what kind, oh Jesus have mercy. Wherever you see preachers preach, even myself, what voice clips you hear, make sure it's the word. If it's not the word, you're going to be in trouble because we are very, it's amazing how we are open to believe a lie above truth. Now, now, <laughs> Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said out of the New Living Translation, People need more than bread for their life. He says they must feed on every word of God. Say, I must feed myself on the word of God. That's why I do the keys of faith, by the grace of God. I am what the word says I am. If you don't know what the word says, you will live a haphazard journey. You will live again on plans and not on purpose. God's purpose. He says... But he, he says, but they must feed on every word of God. Now, Jesus made a statement in John chapter 8. Oh, my word. This is going to blow your mind. Now, we are as Pentecostals and charismatics. We're very quick to quote that word. Christians love that word. The truth shall set you free. That's not a complete True statement. You need to understand because a lot of people know truth, but they still do the opposite of truth. Ooh, what do you mean? Listen to what Jesus said there in John chapter number 8 and in verse number, let me get to the 32. He says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Okay? So it's by knowing and applying the truth. But in verse 31, Jesus said, So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, He says, If you abide in my word. In my what? My word. Hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them, with the teachings of Jesus. You are truly my disciples. Now, I wish the Bible didn't use the word truly there. <laughs> that tells me a dangerous thing. There are disciples and there are truly disciples. Gustav, you're on dangerous ground. No, no, no. 
This is the truth. This is the word. He said, if you abide in my word, so I cannot be in and out of the word and chop and change my revelations. I need the revelation of what the word says. Jesus said, he said, if you abide in my word, now abide the amplified explain, hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them. Then you are truly my disciple. And then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Wow. That is something to swallow tonight. Then the truth will set you free. In other words, I need to say what Jesus said. I need to do what Jesus did. I need to operate for the reason Jesus came to the face of the earth. Then I am truly a disciple. One point in John And James also mentioned that God calls Abraham his friend. Why? Because he obeyed the instruction. That is quite something. Now it's not complicated, very simple. This is your life manual that you need to travel on. The truth will set you free. And there's three F's. How are you going to maintain and manage your mind to think all the time like Jesus? Now, (coughs) the question is, when should I feed my mind with God's truth? Read my lips, say, all the time. All the time. Not now, and then I sit with somebody's opinion. Opinions are dangerous. There's a difference between truth and facts. (laughs) Now, (coughs) Psalm 119, 447 says, I rise early to cry out for help and put my hope in your words. You must start the day with God's word. Start it. God, you're going to do marvelous things today on the face of the earth. Please let me be part. To whom do you want me to be a blessing today? (laughs) I am what the word says I am. You must start with the word. He says in Psalm 119, verse 97, Lord, how I love your word. <laughs> I love your more, word more than the Sari, the Heisgenoot, the U Magazine, the Joy Magazine, Cakenet, <laughs> Internet TV. <laughs> I love your word. That's what the psalmist says. Psalm 119, verse 95 says, Even when wicked people hide to ambush and to kill me, I quietly keep my mind on your decrees. Wow. Because you are in a battle. It's a battle between light and darkness, life and death, the blessing and the curse. And the enemy has studied you. He knows exactly what button to press to trigger you. And if that button is not renewed with the mind, (laughs) you will respond in the opposite spirit than what Jesus was operating in. You say, Gustav, do you try to Jesus punch us and Bible? No, no, I'm just giving you the facts. Your word is a light and a lamp. We've tried many words. (laughs) 
How many times that somebody prophesied it was a false, it was a prophet lie. Come on. Because you didn't test it with the word. It gave you hope and you want to make decision and you, you want people just to give you something when it doesn't work out that you can say it's the prophet's fault. No, it was not the prophet. It was how stupid I was to make the choices. I remember years ago, now Cryfontaine was really my holiness for years. Now in the 80s, we were driving, I was driving a little cold bucky, old cold yellow paint <laughs> with a, a, a fence at the back. And oh my word, for, oh, but I had a lot of rabbits and stuff. I was on the N1 and this pastor passed me in a brand new Crescida. And when he saw it was me, he honk, and he showed me to pull off. Now that thing, if you switch it off, it's a Jesus miracle little truck. You pray that it will crank start again. And I stopped there and he came to me and he said, Toy, you've got a Cryfontaine mentality. Get out of Cryfontaine. He said, that people can take you nowhere. And oh my word, how more he... And he, he said, look at my nice car. I didn't pay for it and somebody bought it. And he was going on and I think, dear Jesus... If he just know how he deflates everything. And then when he started, went off, I sat there for another 45 minutes to get this thing going. I was later on so angry. And then I realized I had to turn back and calm myself, get to the word. If the wicked is around you, get back in the word, stay in the word. In this lockdown, coronavirus, covid Stay in the word because God is for you and on your side in the economy's time. Stay in the word. So where do I start? First thing in the morning. I must start early in the morning. Feed my mind with truth. The second F is I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. This week, somebody that I knew shot himself last Tuesday. Financial trouble, business didn't work out. And I asked myself, where was who in his life to comfort this person or to help him or stretch out a hand or to say, it's okay, you're going to come through. It's okay to go then bankrupt. If you have a setback, you're going to bounce back. I must free my mind. I must do it. I must free my mind. I cannot let Anzel free my mind and JJ free my mind and Kayla free my mind and Gabriel because we're all here. Or somebody, I must free my mind. That's why I must be cautious to whom I listen. What I allow to go through my ears, that's going to form an opinion, a truth or a lie in my mind. Because... If I don't free my mind, there's three battles, enemy battles against the truth and, a, and against my best intentions. Don't think the devil is just going to fold his arms and just let it happen. The property we have there, the big Lovedal World Press Center with the big auditorium and all the buildings and the school and the hospital and the rescuing the babies and feeding and the kitchen and the woman center and what, what, there's a lot of, it's like a town, a little dorpy. 
Years ago, we had Sunday night services once a month in the city hall. And somebody phoned me from the property and said, the witch doctors are walking here throwing white powder and chant. What are we going to do? I said, nothing. I said, we have the power of God. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I said, just start praying in the spirit as loud as possible. <laughs> and the witch doctors went. They even cut chickens and spoiled the blood there. Now, listen, the enemy is not going to fold his arms and see we feed the poor. Jesus' instruction, he was anointed first for the poor. <laughs> or let us preach the gospel and make disciples and and, and uh, keep a, wake up a generation that can impact and change. He's not going to do that and just sit backwards. He's going to fight you. But he doesn't know you are a mean fighting machine when you have the mind of Jesus. And uh, that's why you need to feed your mind then free your mind from every lie of the devil. You're not defeated. You're not a failure. You're not hopeless. You're not, you're not, you're not all those negative. You, you, you're not. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You was a sinner saved by grace. You are now a son and a daughter of God. You are the heirs of God. Free your mind from these nonsense. Because that's when the enemy will try. The first enemy of my mind is my old nature. <laughs> I had a very bad temper. I could look at a spoon and it could bend. Not really, but that's how angry I could get. Oh, my word. If I take me months or weeks or a year to get angry, but the day when I get angry and I said, stop it, you're too far now. Then people need to start running. I'll grab an axe, a hammer, a watermelon, <laughs> a bottle, and I'll chase you. Now, I'm not there. Thank God. Now, please don't send me a text. You've got an appointment for me to deliver me. I shared one time these things, and somebody was waiting for me to say, when can we have an appointment to set you free from that demon? <laughs> no, no, no. But I have learned during the lockdown that old nature wants to jump up. <laughs> yes, you've heard me. Now, no, 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 don't put, uh, uh, so cool and calm. Somebody phoned me and said, I smoked two cigarettes and I drank a bottle of wine. I haven't done that. Now, it's not me, please. I don't do those things. But uh, the person said, I haven't done that in five years, but I felt it was too much. And are you angry now? I said, man. That's just the old nature. The enemy used that to put you on a guilt trip. Now listen, because if you don't deal with that old nature, your, your, your mind will take you hostage. Did you hear that? You'll become a hostage of your thoughts. That's where Israel, the Hebrew children were. God said, move away from this mountain. They say, no, you led us here. God said, no, I gave you over to your own heart's desire, to your mind. Don't let you, you be handed over to your mind. People say, God told me. And then they hand it over to that thought. And there's a way that seems right, but the end of that journey is death. If you know somebody's gonna, is blind and he's walking straight into a burning fire furnace, Will you stop him or say, no, I will see how far he can go? Of course you will stop him. Why don't we stop our minds and free our minds from these thoughts? 
you, you are very open to opinion of people, to gossip stories, or to what he said, she said, they said. That's very dangerous. You become a slave of that thought. And then you're so occupied that you don't think like Jesus. Now, this is the thing, the terrible thing. Say after me something so profound after I read the scripture. I'm going to let you repeat something. Romans chapter 7, 23. I see in my body a principle, Paul says, at war. With the law of my mind, taking me captive to the law of sin that dwells inside me. Oh, that's the NAB translation of that Romans chapter 7. Now, now, say after me, I don't have to believe everything I think. <laughs> say it again. I don't have to believe myself everything I think. The devil works with the speed of a thought. The Bible calls it fiery missiles. Ephesians chapter 6. He, sh he shoot his fiery missiles right into your mind. That's a dangerous thing to think. But when Jesus, you have the mind of Christ, you feed your mind and you free your mind from these destructive things. When the thought of the enemy comes, you say, no, no, I'm not thinking that. Did you ever think things and you think, how in the world? Why can I not get rid of this thought in my mind? Because the enemy wants to enslave you to that thought. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. This is life, people. There are so many wrecks on the face of the earth that once served God, that did things for God. But because they didn't feed their minds and they didn't free their minds from destructive thought patterns, they become slaves of hopeless, no good, or just limited, or just, God just want me to be a good Christian. Good is the greatest enemy to great. God saved you. He resurrected you through Jesus. He, you ascend with him. You sit in heavenly places. That's a powerful place to be. You have the authority. That's why you need to work. Get your mind to think like Jesus. That you can have the joy of the Lord. Romans chapter 8 verse 5, the New Living Translation says, Those who are dominated by their old sinful nature think about sinful things, that old things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that pleases the Spirit. That does what? Pleases the Spirit. Because you need to be led by the Spirit. Creation is waiting. And to be led by the Spirit is daily. Okay, God, this is what it means, yieldedness. I'm open for God's Spirit. I yield to the Spirit of God. Because, say again, I don't have to believe everything I think. Just because you feel or you think something doesn't make that that thing that you feel or think is the truth. <laughs> Because your mind and your emotions, listen, <laughs> will try to overrule. That's a comfortable place, your life with God. Woo. And that's where the enemy tries to use his three weapons 
the area where he battles you in your mind. It's not people's fault that I backslide. It's not people's fault that I miss. We say it's your fault. No, no. I allow them. Birds can fly over your head. It's not to say they can make a nest in your head. That says something. <laughs> the second enemy of my mind is Satan. The accuser of the brethren. He tries to accuse you, let you feel guilty. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, five months ago, yesterday. And then when you say, God, I made a mistake. Oh, Jesus, help me and forgive me. God never thinks about that again. Because listen what John chapter 2 verse 16 says, King James Version. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust. No, it's the wrong scripture. 2 Corinthians 2.11. It says, Paul says, I've forgiven that man so that Satan won't outsmart us. For we are very familiar with his evil schemes. With the devil's schemes, we are familiar. The, the other translation says you have the anointing and not ignorant of the devices. You have the mind of Christ. You can discern this is God, this is the devil, this is who. Oh, my word. And the, 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 because we live in a fatherless and motherless generation, single mother with children, single father with children, absent parents, absent spiritual guidance and that's when people have thoughts and they think this is God oh there was a powerful couple here the whole family did worship and they came to me and said I phoned them on a Monday morning after they've been in church and did the worship and they say where are you uh, I phoned them and said well I said well I'm here well we want to come and greet you I said are you going on holiday no we're moving moving they could have told me I said, moving where? They say to Gauteng Dengeleng. <laughs> That's not gangster paradise, the GP, it's God's property. And I went to see them and I said, I don't think this is God. And he said, you don't give me that nonsense. I have my wife has a red telephone direct to God's throne. She heard from God. And I said, what did you hear? He said, nothing. She hears from God. I don't. I said, don't do this. Oh, you just want to keep them. They get ugly with me. That's normally how you see when people are in the wrong. If it's Jesus, they have this fruit of the Spirit. If it's them or the devil or their own thoughts, they will get angry and be stubborn and <coughs> do. I said, please don't do this. At the long last journey, they went and they told me before they go, all these opportunities and all these offers they have on the table and all the money they're going to make. I said, oh, Jesus, they money let and opportunity led. Two weeks later, I got a phone call and I answer. That was not the cell phone time yet. I said, good evening. I said, Hello, is that? I said, oh, my word, who's this? I said, who is it? The person says his name, the same one that said, his wife got a red telephone. Guess where they are? Nowhere. Nowhere. I bought them a vehicle there in Joburg. He died before his time. I thought he died of a heart attack. No. The pastor that did the funeral said, no, he died of, he became an alcoholic. 
Because if it was God, it wouldn't happen. I'm open if people say, God told me, God said, God this. I said, if it's in the Bible and it's in two and three, I believe it's God. But if you follow your own thing and it's not a God thing, your biggest enemy, <clears throat> first is your old nature, then Satan. <laughs> he is your enemy, not your friend. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's all what he wants in your life. And that's why Paul says we're not ignorant with his devices. That's why we cannot allow. Who's the person that says yes or no in your life? Who's the person that disciples you? Or do you do it, Frank Sinatra? I'll do it my way. Remember what's the theme for this August, and we finish with it tonight. But we're going to live it on. Not my will, your will be done. And Lord, here I am. I have the mind of Christ. The third enemy of your mind is the world's values. Because what Paul says here, uh, John says in 1 John 2, 16, he says, all that is in the world the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of this world. Somebody asked me, what's the key words? Give me two words. How did you last so long in ministry? How did you impact lives by the grace of God? Never good stuff. It's the grace that helped me. I said two things. Stay teachable and stay humble. If you have those two things in you, you're teachable, you're open for correction, because with direction comes correction. Sometimes people react too quick before their time, and they mess up everything. Think a doctor that studied three years and said, I know enough now, I'm going to do operations, and I'm going to be the best surgeon. He ends up in jail. He does mess up people. And I know people that mess up before their time, because... Only God only has a plan A. They have to come back to plan A. Now, that's why it's so important. Now, the question is tonight, Gustav, how to fight to keep the mind of Christ. Now, this is to keep thinking like Jesus. That's the key word. That's the battle you overcome. Think like Jesus. Replace that thought with the thought of God. <laughs> then the enemy has no way to overcome and overpower you. You are the more than an overcomer, more than a conqueror, God's champion. How do I do it? Second Corinthians chapter 10, 3 to 5. Though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. It's not a bazooka. It's not an AK-47. <laughs> it's spiritual weapons. Our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish any argument and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Oh, my word. And we take captive every thought. Come on, people, if you've never heard truth that you can apply, this is the truth for you to be victorious, overcomer, to live out God's dream, to achieve what God said you can have. He says we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. What is a stronghold? Everything that comes against the truth, knowledge of God, becomes a stronghold. And that stronghold will dominate your life. And that's why... 
because a stronghold is a lie that I believe, even if it's painted with gold and with silver and uh, when Satan pumps your flesh. And Now, I have this saying, and I maybe mentioned it this morning. When God wants to promote you, he will send a person in your life that will always have positive influence in the framework of Matthew 6.33. That's the thing you operate. When Satan wants to demolish you, he will also send a person. I know many pastors. They had big churches, 2,000 members, and a person came and impressed them, and they died. Churches demolished. The church could never get up ever again. Why? Because remember, that's why it's important who you allow to give direction and speak into your life. Wow. A stronghold is a lie. Psalm 119 verse 112. I have made up my mind to obey your laws forever, no matter what. Now let me come to the third and the last one. The first one was... What did we say? I must feed my mind with truth to keep the mind of Christ. Second one was, I must free my mind of destructive thoughts. And the third one is, I must focus my mind on the right things, what Jesus said. That is so powerful. I must focus, say focus. I must focus because how do I focus my mind on the right things? Distractions is Satan's way to get you off track, to make you lame and uh, not active in the things of God. You just flow through and wait for the trumpet to sound that Jesus can come and you can be delivered from this world. Danger is... You're on this world, and while you're here, you have a function to fulfill. Think about Jesus. That's the first thing, how I keep my mind, my focus. Think about him, 2 Timothy 2.8. Keep your mind on Jesus Christ. Biblical instruction, sober instruction. Think about him. Protect your mind with him. Have the mind of Christ. Have the same thoughts. He who suffered for you after the flesh, who paid the price, who gave his life. He gave his life because he loved you. So arm your thoughts with that. (laughs) Number two, uh, think about others. God never saved you for you. The selfish thing doesn't work. My word, any leader can take only people as far as he goes. That's why leaders need to grow. If the leader doesn't develop disciples that's going to be better than himself, there's trouble in paradise, let me tell you. Now in Hebrews chapter 12, 3, says, think about Jesus' example. He held on while wicked people were doing evil things to him. So do not get tired and stop trying because Jesus' whole nature was about he came to save the lost. He came to save the lost, his mission. And that's why 
to keep focused. Think about Jesus, number one. Number two, think about other people. Your life mission is about people. If you say, oh, I'm handed over to God, it means you hand it over to people because God is in the people business. He's not first in the car and the house and the millions and the diamonds. And No, no, that's just tools to help you to complete the assignment. Because Philippians 2.4, don't just think about your own affairs, but be interested in others too and in what they are doing. Wow. Develop, make disciples. Jesus said uh, this powerful stuff. He says, if you want to save your life, you lose it. But if you lose your life for the gospel's sake, you will save your life. If you deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, you will have of everything hundred times more in this life and eternal life. That's what it is about. It's not about this life. It's about we. this is the dress rehearsal of heaven, <laughs> of eternity. <laughs> he says in Hebrews 10, 24, the author, let us think about each other. And help each other to show love and to do good deeds. To be generous in the kingdom. To honor God. And the third thing how I stay focused is think about eternity. Not only here. Don't be short-sighted. What do you take with you? I had funeral homes. And I guarantee you I did ambassadors. I did pastors. I did wealthy people. I did people out of shacks. Everybody smells the same. Everybody takes in that coffin nothing. You don't take the Hindus put rice and and water and whatever before they cremate and money and gold watches that if they arrive there, that's all penny baloney. It's this life that God gave you to enjoy things. But we live for there also. So what do I need to do? I want to take people with me and rescue them out of the snares of the enemy and not go to hell. Think about eternity. Colossians 3 verse 2. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Come on, people. Do not think only about things down here on earth. (laughs) Have the mind, think about the things above that's good and perfect and generous and lovable and the plan of God. Don't think just about how the world is going and go with the world. No, you're exceptional. You're not ordinary. You're phenomenal. You haven't seen anything yet. This is preparation time. Don't mess up in the preparation time because the journey is too long to mess up now. Make adjustments. Fulfill the plan of God. Because 1 Corinthians 2.9, Paul says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those that love him. That's why the benefits of having the mind of Christ, I overcome obstacles. My life goes in the right direction. I'll fulfill God's will and I'm living out in context of Ephesians chapter 4 
the support what I gave. Every ligament, every body part. To do what? To build up his body. That letter was written to the local church in Ephesus. That's why it's important to be part of God's family. To be Christ-like. To live at your ministry that you've been called. Oh my word. To be a disciple maker. And to be a prayer person. That's the things God called you. That's the mission of you in life. That you are guaranteed. You are willing and obedient. You will eat just the good of the land. You will be above and not beneath. You will go up and not down. Forward and not backwards. Because you are the blessed of the Lord. Now for this whole month we gave you truth. The enemy will try to fight you. That's why in September we talk about push. You need to push it through. Take it by force. Take it by storm. Don't move two steps forward and five steps backward. Sometimes we feel like that. But it's a feeling. It's not the truth. It's maybe uh, 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 something that the enemy tried. But the fact is we have a word of God. God makes me the head and not the tail. Now, my conclusion of this is this tonight. Every behavior is based on a belief. (laughs) That's why it's dangerous to operate outside the mind of Christ. Because my attitude determines my altitude. God who knows the end from the beginning knows exactly. You can raise the dead. You can heal the sick. You can cast out devils. You can speak in new tongues. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Oh, my word. You will work the works of Jesus and greater works. You destined for greater works. The question why we talk about this, people say, all these things you preach, why don't we see it? Because we don't have the mind of Christ. You need to think like Jesus. When you think, you will talk like Jesus. You will act like Jesus. Because what's the scripture we were reading this morning out of 2 Corinthians? Until Christ is formed more in us, until people see the reflection of Jesus through you. That is so powerful. And that's why Haggai chapter 1 verse 5 says, Think carefully about your behavior. (laughs) Are you somebody that attracts the blessing upon you and you are such an asset in people's life? Or are you when they see you, they turn their face away and they run away, then the other eye of pick and pay your warm heart because you're so negative about everything? No, be the person that God can use just as the Father has sent me, John 20, 21. I send you. That's Jesus' words. Send you with the great commandment and the great commission because in push we're going to talk how to live clockwise. If you're clockwise, now you have all the tools, you have all the gear, you have it, you have the information. Now I need to move forward. I cannot stand on parade with my armor. And that's what many people do. They have the helmet of truth and they just share truth, but they never win themselves a soul. They never impact lives. They never do anything. They can just tell you now what's happening. No, God called you. He's got a greater purpose. You're the person that will change the world, change the atmosphere, change your neighborhood.
Change the way how you think. Have the mind of Christ. If you don't know Jesus tonight, ooh, hallelujah. Or you know somebody that doesn't know Jesus. Start praying in the spirit. Let's pray for a minute. Oh my word. <laughs> what you fear. God said, I deliver you tonight from that fear because what you fear will come your way. And the Lord said, I don't want that fear to come your way. I want you to see that your family is going to serve God. Hear the word of the Lord. There's a mother. You've got two sons. Oh, my word. <laughs> You're married to a man, but that's not the father of the sons. And the one son is involved in a relationship. He's not married to this woman. She's older. Why do I say these things? The other son, the wife left him with the adopted children. Oh, she come back. And my Lord, the spirit of prophecy is upon me. And the Lord said, I'm going to save your children. I'm going to turn it around. You're going to see the glory of God touch their lives and transform them in the mighty name of Jesus. I call them right now into repentance. I call them out of the, I call every parent, every person, I call your family into the kingdom. Now in Jesus' name. Why? Because we have the authority. Oh my word, we pull down every thought. We take thoughts captive, bring it into obedience for Christ right now in the name of Jesus. South Africa will not go under with all the suffering. You're going to see things happen. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> but it's the Christian, it's God's disciples that's going to manage through prayer. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I didn't intend for the service to Whoa! I feel the power of God is here and it's destroying the yoke. You're going to see the thing that's going to happen. Hear the word. I was looking up this morning. Changing of the guards doesn't mean the old man is going to die, that young man. No, no, no. Changing of the guards mean it's people on the same working for the same cause. They just change shifts all the time. That there's a 24-hour seven thing happening. Hallelujah. So that God can be glorified. Come on, somebody, my word, you are in such a desperation. <laughs> Your airtime is about to go out. And you need to hear the word. The Lord said, I'm coming through for you. Cancel every negative word that came out of your mouth and that people spoke over you in the mighty name of Jesus. Because changing of the guards also means shifting into another shift. <laughs> now the shifting doesn't mean bad. It means promotion is coming. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh my word, I prophesy like Ezekiel tonight over dead bones in the mighty name of Jesus. Come alive, the army of God, right now, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Every sinner, if you quickly contact somebody or lead them into this prayer, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart and I speak with my mouth that you are Lord. Forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood of the Lamb. Lord, put my name in the book of life. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you. I'm not only going to be a church goer and a church member. We need to be part of the family. But Lord, uh, with all that, I'm going to be what God wants me to be. To get the sinner saved, bring them in the house, bring them back to the Father heart of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, I call every prodigal to come home. I free people by the word of God right now of a slave mentality. A slave mentality. No, you're not a slave. You are an heir of God. Every person, this person, and every person that say you are an entrepreneur, I hear the word as I heard it a few months ago when God said we're going to stand amazed what God's going to do in the arena of finances I call back to you <laughs> divine favor contracts will come your way oh my word favor will be upon you because you are a sower in the kingdom of God I hear the word of the Lord don't settle where you are in the business world go higher take over territory impact the business the marketplace because God said, I'm going to use you as an end-time financier for the great move, the great harvest that's coming forth. I speak healing and health over people right now. In the mighty, I speak over hearts and liver and kidneys in the mighty pancreas in the name of Jesus blood pressure I say came back to normal right now in Jesus name because Jesus said we will lay our hands if you've got somebody sick in the room where you are lay your hands right now at my word after the service phone them and say hear the word of God by his stripes you have been made whole you see that's what a doer of the word does he does it in the context of Matthew 6:33 and in the context of Ephesians chapter 4. We are part of the local body where Christ is the head. <laughs> I come against every spirit of confusion in people's lives and over this nation right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, and we release the peace, the breakthrough the dimensions you've never been in, that you can walk in them this week. That September will be the greatest month so far in this year than every any other month that you had in every area, body, soul, spirit, and in your daily living. In the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ, we love you. Tomorrow morning and every day, we do the keys of faith that we send on WhatsApp. Let us know if you want them. If you don't want them, it doesn't matter to me. The word works. And then tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, the Zoom meeting with Pastor M. Tune into that. We need to pray. Oh, my word, there's powerful people that pray. And prayer is the key. Faith unlocks the door. <laughs> but faith, listen, prayer. You cannot pray if you're angry, unforgiveness or bitterness. That's why if you have the mind of Christ, you live in peace, you walk in peace, you're not threatened. Oh my word, you are a giver, you're generous in what God is doing. In the mighty name of Jesus, we love you and thank you. What an honor to serve you tonight. It's the grace 
the unmerited favor of God. Until tomorrow, uh, God bless you and we love you. Gustav de Toy from Loftal International, from the Western Cape, South Africa. You are God's champion. Love it, do it, and move in it in Jesus' name.